Well, welcome to the Cup for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Clay, and I'm joining you uh, from the Lake Ponset Chapel uh, here at Lake Ponset Camp here in Arlington, South Dakota, for a very special episode of the Cup for Time podcast. It's a little bit darker than normal because we don't have our normal lights and we're in a different sanctuary. And you just get me. Um, Eric is off this week on a very needed and very deserved vacation with his family. And I am up here at Lake Ponset deaning a camp uh, with a bunch of middle schoolers and then elementary school camp is going on as well, as well as two sessions of Grandparents and Me. So there truly are camps for people of all ages, just by the way, shameless plug for our camping system. Um, But I just had a couple of thoughts about the sermon on Sunday, uh, some things that did get cut for time um, that I would love to share, um, because the chances of me getting to preach another sermon on the field of dreams is, you know, um, limited. You know, usually when I have a sermon and I have a thought, I either save it for the podcast or I file, file it away. Uh, for the next time that scripture text might come up. But I'm just guessing um, that Field of Dreams might not come up again. And I did have a thought around the sermon that I would love to share with you all uh, through the course of this episode. And so let's go ahead and get into it. So if you didn't join us last week, um, either for worship or for the podcast, which is just fine, we were live on location at Lake Ponset Chapel uh, for their regular camp uh, worship. Um, every Sunday from Memorial Day to Labor Day, um, we have the honor of having a worship service here at our United Methodist Church camp at Lake Ponset. Um, so you get to see the sanctuary behind me, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but we were on li- live on location, first of all, just because it's a fun idea to do. Uh, it was a fun idea to try. We've never done something like this before where we just completely take our worship service and transplant it from the Canton United Methodist Church all the way to somewhere else. And so our somewhere else was the Lake Ponset Chapel. And since we were talking about, or since we were already in a different location, we decided to talk about movie locations. And so I started by sharing a story about Pastor Katie, um, a dear friend of mine who serves in Yankton, um, being a person who has been to a couple of different movie locations. And then during the sermon, I shared uh, a picture of the stone steps of Rocky, the movie. Um, And then Christy Heflin, the site director here, chimed in that she has been on those steps because it's the Philadelphia Museum of Art, and she grew up in Pennsylvania. It was a very fun sermon to put together, um, to find the right clips, to to convey the correct amount of the movie without giving away the movie, um, and then also uh, just to honor and respect copyright um, procedures as well. Um, But just wanted to have that idea that God is with us in the midst of all of locations, where we can hear the voice of God in all locations. And so we tied that along with a scripture from the book of Acts, uh, from Acts chapter 9, the conversion of Saul, and then also the call of Ananias, because both of those um, both of those stories are so wrapped up in their location. Saul was on the way to Damascus. He had gone to the high priest. He had asked for orders to go to Damascus to persecute the church, and he was on his way to do exactly that when he heard the voice of God, when he heard the voice of Jesus calling out to him, Saul, why are you doing this? And it changed everything for him. The road to Damascus was a big moment in Paul's life, or in Saul's life, in Paul's life. And then the word of God came to Ananias. And the word of God through Christ said, Go to this man who has been so dangerous, whom you know is dangerous. And not only go to him, lay your hands on him. 
And like I said on Sunday, that is just so much easier to say than it is to do. But nevertheless, Ananias went. And yet Ananias put his hands on the person who would become the Apostle Paul. And he called him brother. Brother Saul, the Lord has sent me to you so that you may receive your sight. And that changed everybody. Ananias also has a special place. Like I said in Sunday, F.F. Bruce, a New Testament scholar, said that Ananias shares a special place in sacred history. And there are other New Testament scholars that regard him as a prophet and regard him as an apostle. Um, one of the, maybe even one of the apostles listed in the Gospel of Luke when Jesus commissions and sends out the 70. He is a special person in the story because the voice of God was just as real to him as it was to Ray Kinsella. And so this is a very, I think it was a very important story to tell, and also a very important story to tie to the field of dreams. I love that movie. It is not just a baseball movie. It is a life movie. It is not just about the sport. It's about everything, and it's really about relationships. It was about Joe, Shoeless Joe Jackson's relationship to baseball and Terrence Mann's relationship to writing. And it was about Ray Kinsella's relationship with his father, John. In the very opening scenes of the movie, we learn um, about the relationship between Ray and John and how things were rocky. And just, it's a relationship that is just so interesting that I wish I would have had time to get to the sermon. But I wanted to explore this relationship between John and Ray Kinsella. And I wanted to talk a little bit about a different scripture passage that kind of floated in my mind halfway through the week as I was thinking about the sermon on Sunday. And that's the story of the prodigal son. In Luke's gospel, Jesus tells this parable that the kingdom of God is like a father that had two sons. And the younger son comes to him and says, give me my share of the inheritance right now. Basically, give me, you know, go die. I don't care. Go die. Um, which is a bold way of saying it, but the crowd that Jesus was talking to would have known what Jesus was up to. Um, he was trying to enrage the crowd, and this would have done it. Um, that's just a really ugly sentiment to express um, to your father, especially because he's the younger son. His entitlement to the inheritance is extremely limited, but yet the father divides things equally. And the younger son leaves, and he squanders his money in, in wild living and wild parties and other things, and he starts to take a job feeding pigs, which for a Hebrew person would be a bad job. That would not be a good job for them to have. That is a very dishonorable job for them to have. And the younger son comes to himself, is what scripture says. He realizes the mistakes that he has made, and he takes action to fix them. He does, in the scripture story, what Ray Kinsella was never able to do until the Field of Dreams. We learn, like I said, we learn very on in the, in, in the movie that Ray had nothing to do with his dad. And his dad passed away without their relationship being reconciled until it's reconciled on the baseball field. What this says to me, and what, the, what, what I would have explored if I would have preached it this way, is that there is an importance of coming to ourselves. That moment in the scripture story in Luke's gospel is so pivotal because it turns the entire story on its head. 
The younger son comes to himself, goes back home. He has this big rehearsed speech. He says, I'm no longer willing, he wants to say, I'm no longer willing to be called your son. Do with me what you will. Make me as one of your servants. And the father says, bring the fatted calf. Let's have a party. Give him a robe. Give him rings. Give him a hug. Reconciliation happens. And in the story of the prodigal son, reconciliation happens on this side of heaven, which is not what happens in the field of dreams. So tying this to location and tying this to the, my friend, Pastor Katie, and then my friend Christy had been to all these movie locations, is why wait? Why wait? If we wait, we, will, we might wait until it's too late. We might wait too long. So why wait? Ray Kinsella waited too long to reconcile his relationship while, with his father while they, while they were on earth together. It was, and it wasn't until Ray built it and his father came, just like the voice said, that they were able to reconcile and patch things up over a catch. The end of the movie has this scene where Ray Kinsella introduces his father John to his wife and to his daughter, and they do enjoy a catch together in a way that Ray wouldn't. How much different would that story have been if Ray and John would have patched things up earlier? How different would the story have been? How different would Ray Kinsella's life have been had they patched things up? I mean, it kind of relies on the butterfly effect where, you know, a butterfly lands on something and then something else happens and yada, yada, yada. And it's all because that butterfly landed. But what would have happened? What could have happened? What pain could have been lessened in Ray Kinsella's life? Because there was obviously pain, a pain deep enough to hear voices. And I know it's a movie, and, but it still speaks to our relationships. It still speaks to our lives. It still speaks to, you know, we, we, we think and we plan for some day down the line. But sometimes we're being called to do things now. Why wait? Is there a relationship in your life that is strained? And I understand that sometimes reconciliation just cannot happen. That is a thing of our lives. But if reconciliation is possible, why wait? If there is hurt that needs to be named, why wait? If there is hurt that needs to be forgiven, why wait? Don't wait too long. Because not, of all, not all of us get a voice like Ray Kinsella. Like, I cannot talk about a time where I have audibly heard the voice of God. I felt nudges, and I felt pulled, and I felt called, and I've responded. But I cannot tell you a time where I have audibly heard a voice. Not everybody gets to be Ray Kinsella, which is very unfortunate. If there's something that you've been dreaming about doing, why wait? I got to tell you that preaching at Lake Ponset Chapel was a little bit of a dream of mine for quite some time. And I finally got the chance to do it on Sunday. Because we decided not to wait. Because we decided to do something different with church. To let church mean something more than just gathering in our specific building at our specific time. We got to bless an entire community with our praise band's awesome music and my preaching. I think it's fun to hear the word of God in different ways in different places.
What's God calling you to do? And why are you waiting? Don't wait too long. Don't be Ray Kinsella. He's not the hero. The voice is the hero. The voice and the supporting cast and the ghost baseball players, they're the hero. Ray got to be the mediator of that. But he's not the hero. He's not the example to follow. So just a couple thoughts I had about the sermon on Sunday and just a, a different direction I could have gone, but I really appreciate the way that the sermon came together. Uh, that is absolutely by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and a work of prayer and uh, just a holy time. And uh, just, again, thank you to those that did come up to worship. Thanks to those that joined us over Facebook Live. Uh, we did have a pretty good following on Facebook Live on Sunday. Um, and But next Sunday we'll be back at the Canton United Methodist Church uh, for our regular worship service at 10 o'clock. Uh, praise band will be leading worship on Sunday, which will be really exciting. Um, and then we're also going to be wrapping up this sermon series by talking about a movie that has a very interesting cast of characters and where a main character emerges at the very end. We'll be talking about Sing. It is a movie musical where a, a, a koala bear um, named um, Buster Moon uh, creates a fake American Idol type thing to help save his theater. It ends up actually crumbling at his feet. Um, and the, I'm going to be focusing on a character in that movie called Mina, um, who is an elephant with a beautiful voice, but yet she knows that she has a beautiful voice, but she doesn't have the confidence to live as if she has a beautiful voice. Everyone around her affirms her. Her grandfather is just dying to hear her sing. Her family is all over her all the time that she can sing, but she won't do it until the very end where she decides that she can live in the reality of the, live in the truth of what everyone keeps saying. Here's what I know. Here's what I know, especially because of what I'm doing here at camp with this bunch of middle schoolers. God has made us and has called us good. And not just good, but very good. We are made in the image of God. We are claimed and loved by our creator. Jesus died for our sins so that we can experience the free gift of grace made known in him. But so many of us live as if we don't believe that to be true. So many of us live as if we have to earn God's love in some way, and that's been done on the cross. So on Sunday, on Sunday we're going to be digging into the reality of who we are, to the truth of our lives. And we're going to be asking the question and exploring, what does it mean? Or what would be different and what would change in our lives if we allowed ourselves to believe that we really are as loved by God as we are, if we really are as skilled by God as we are, if we really are as made in God's image as we actually are. So we'll be back in church on Sunday at 10 o'clock, either in person or on Facebook Live. Um, and then I will have a special guest on the podcast next week as Eric will be coming back from vacation. And, for, and then we'll just kind of be in our natural pattern. So um, just thanks for hanging in with us. Uh, thanks for being a part of this episode of the Cup for Time podcast. And we'll see you in worship on Sunday or on the podcast next week. Thanks for listening to our Cut for Time conversation. Join us for worship in person or on Facebook Live Sundays at 10 o'clock Central Time. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.
I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe. <laughs>